What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Rails, episode 49. We took pretty much the month of July off from uh, broadcasting, recording, whatever it is that you want to call it. Yeah, union one- strike. Yeah, exactly. I'm a union delegate. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of the program, Anthony Verasso. Of course, the other guy, you know him well, Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I just I have a question for you. Let's ask. Oh, well, well, actually, I don't know. Is it is it a big secret that you're back home? Uh, I was gonna wait to reveal that for episode fifty. Who the, fuck, I'm, I'm who the hell knows when that will be? <laughs> Jeez, that might be Halloween by the time we do that. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say, yeah, that's right. I'm back in. Are we allowed to call this the Northeast? Is that where we're where we are? What do you mean? Boston, like it's the Northeast, right? Absolutely. I right, just make it short because you. You know, you said North Dakota wasn't the Midwest. You just look at a map wrong. and tell me it's not the mid. And tell me, it's, look at a map of the U.S. and tell me that North Dakota is Midwest. It is. It's right in the middle. No, it's not. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's yes. in the middle. It's not in the west. It's mid. Leave out yes. the west. Leave out the west. That's like okay, Kansas City. It's Midwest. Like it's Midwest. It's the midway point to the west. That's why they call it that. Okay, so the wild they they can call it Mid East too. That they could. Why don't they say that for Minnesota? It's a good point. But don't they already have a Middle East? Uh, yeah, let's not. Uh, I'm actually vacationing there next oh, month. That's great. What what part? Uh, some desert. I don't know. Oh, okay, great. Great. But yes, Mikey, thanks for spoiling it. I am back here in my town that I live in, just south of Boston. I know how you get a little, little pissy when I say I'm from Boston, even though technically the suburbs, but... When I say the town I live in to people, they're like, what is that? So I always just tell people Boston. No, but I just have a question I was going to say. Now that you've lived in two states, do you have more of, you know, an appreciation for the state of the Commonwealth? First of all, I've lived in three states. My bad. Yeah, we just get that right. Um, yeah. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Maine, North Dakota, and the state of confusion? Oh, uh, wow. That's a good one. I think my dad made that same joke the other day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, well, hey, we, I was in full dad bod mode yesterday, so I'm making all the jokes. We'll get into more into that in a little while because, yeah, you uh, you had the tarps off. Um, but what do you mean a, a more of an appreciation for the Commonwealth? Well, I've, I've heard nothing. You, I've, I've, I've heard nothing but you bitching about the state of North Dakota. I wasn't bitching. One, I think it was just more culture shock, but there's just nothing to do out there. You know what I'm saying? So I got bored all the time. And. It just was a lot different than out here. And, you know, I didn't have you to call up and be like, hey, let's hang out or something. Or let's go play baseball down the old ballpark. Yeah. Instead, you had to hit something and be like, hey, do you want to drive the 25 miles over to my house to hang out? Dude, that. that that's the I nearest think, house near to me. Next to that me. That sucked, man. Like, fucking. That's what it is. Like, it's bigger than Massachusetts, but there's less people because it all it is is farmland. And. You've got to do a lot of driving out there, and it's a lot of flat, boring land. But I did meet some great people that I did work with um, and things like that. So, like, I don't obviously regret going out there. I just um, – it was time to come back home, man. I I miss being out here. miss being with the boys of the Res Dogs. Again, we'll talk about that later. And uh, <laughs> I think we have a mascot for the team. <laughs> We got to turn him into a green folk. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. And I'll tell you what, Mikey, you can be Mr. Hardo all you want. The biggest thing on that field yesterday when I arrived for our softball game, it was not your hog. It was the smile across your face when you saw me. Because <laughs> you were fucking flipping me off. I didn't know where I was going. You don't know how to follow him. I literally texted you the exact address and you're like, Hey, I'm at a field like a mile down the road. Like, no, you're at the wrong place. That was last year. And so, okay, that was going to be my next question. That Was that the field last season when no. I went to say bye to everybody? No. Oh. Well, that was a pretty uh... – you, you didn't even stay to have a hot dog or a fucking drink. Okay, well, first oh, of all – Oh, I had, I had to go get the boat. For, are you coming on the fucking boat? <laughs> I need you to come on the boat. When? I don't know. Whenever you want to. Well, I'm off all next week. Are you really? Yeah. Interesting. Except the, the following the following week, the uh, the weekend of the 14th, though, I'll be at a wedding. Where? 
Warwick, Rhode Island. Oh, good spot. We could take the boat down there. Jeez. Oh, uh, the hell is it going to say? <coughs> yeah, well, because you, you – oh, that's right, because that's why you brought up the game next week at Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. So you were paying attention. Good. Yes. Well, um, yeah, I definitely want to see the Braves. So we'll, The Yankees we'll are coming to town too, though. I also don't feel like – how expensive are tickets? Uh, at this point, probably like 10 bucks. Uh, okay, if they're cheap enough, I'll go this weekend. But oh, not this weekend. The you know the thirteenth there. But um, getting back to it, dude. Have what's the furthest you've driven state to state? Me personally, the furthest I've driven, or like that you've been in the car. Um, because you you flew out to Indiana, right, for the Winter Classic. Flew out? No, I flew out to Chicago. Okay, well, then you drove to Indiana. You drove to South Bend, which was only like 90 minutes, plus tra- plus traffic, so it was more like two. All right, but anyway, dude, so we drove from North Dakota, and here's the thing. The town I lived in was an hour and a half west from Fargo, which is like the city, the big city, and then you go into Minnesota. And then I was an hour and a half east from Bismarck, so I was right in the middle. Of the two cities. So it took us, I think MapQuest would have said, or maps on the phone there, 26, a little over 26 hours. But what we did was we broke it up. So, because I hate being in a car for more than like 10 minutes. I just, I can't do it. I get antsy. I hate driving. Credit my girlfriend. She drove the entire way. So we went from North Dakota on Sunday morning, went to Minneapolis. I wanted like, I'd love going to Minneapolis. Go off, but you ever went out there, Mikey? Great and, city. And then, and then from Minneapolis the next day, we went to Chicago. Now, I only wanted to go to Chicago because Wrigley Field, and it worked out. The Cubs were there. Great. Wrigley, Good city. It, dude, it's a dump, man. I was, like, sketched Chicago? Mind, I love Chicago. Dude. I did not like it at all. So What? I didn't – I just – I don't know, man. I just – I don't did know. Go, did you go by the lake, or did you hang out, like, on the south side? Yeah, no. So we were on the north side, okay? And you're talking the one that they dyed green for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's so like I don't shoot this, I think. Yeah, I like down there. We went down there. That was pretty cool. We walked up along that. I took a picture on the bridge, whatever. Okay, and then we went to Wrigley the next day. That was cool. The history of baseball and all that shit. But did you, when you went to Chicago, did you go on the Sears Tower? Yeah, I've been to Chicago a few times. The first time I was there, I went up to the Sears Tower. And were you freaked out of your mind? No, I like, like, heights oh don't my. bother me. As vertically challenged as I am, heights <laughs> don't bother me. Dude, so when you see it, you're like, okay, it's a skyscraper. And you're getting closer. And you and I hate heights. You know that. And my girlfriend and I, we look up. She hates heights more than I do, I think. And I'm just like, oh, my. Like, you know Ryan Dunn's reaction in Jackass 2 when they sound off, like, the riot bullets? And he's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, like, that was me. I'm like, dude, this is going to suck. I don't want to do this. But we had already bought the tickets. And the kid's like, we get in the elevator. He's like, oh, you hate heights? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, just, you're going to hate this. 40 seconds, you're all the way up at the top. We get out off the elevator, and right away, I don't know if it was in my mind or whatever, I feel the building sway, like, just enough where I'm just like, no, this this shouldn't happen, right? My girlfriend's walking around. She's, like, taking it in for the moment. Dude, like, they get the hand railings, like, around there. I'm clinging to that thing. Meanwhile, there's, like, Little kids taking pictures up against the window, leaning on shit. I'm just like, what the fuck, right? So my girlfriend's like, all right, we got to get a picture. I'm like, oh, fine, but I'm clinging to this bar. So she has the picture. Like, I'm barely cracking a smile. I'm holding on to this bar for dear life. And I'm like, all right, we got the picture. I'm done. I'm getting the hell out of here. Dude, you got 94 freaking stories, man. Like, that, that should not be right. No, it's, it's, it's a big building, but interesting fun fact. The one, the one thing I remember... From the first, from the time I went in there was like the ride up, and there was there was like a little like there was like an attraction as well as as well as going up. So we did that, and we like sat through like a a five minute movie on like the the architecture, and it was cool because you know the thing about that building was uh, the guy that designed it was like in like a restaurant or something, and saw some guy like take out his pack of cigarettes, and the way the cigarettes came out of the pack, he he got. I think he got the whole idea to, to construct the building that way. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. But, so, all right. So, did you do the tilt thing that's all the way up there? Oh, the, uh, the uh, I, I don't think that was there because I was there in 06. 
I was there in 2006, and I don't think that was there. Some people are fucked, man. Like, so what I you would have done you... it. Really? Dude, have you ever been to the Empire State Building? No. Well, you're outdoors for that one. No, 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 no. Nope. See, because it's windy as shit up there. Yeah, it's Who awesome, knows? though. It's Who awesome. knows if all of a sudden you just get, like, a window open, and then you just, like, launch yeah, away. we're going to see a third one. <laughs> Dude, so this tilt thing, okay, for people that don't know, you stand on the ledge where the window is, and you hold on to these bars. And they tilt the thing forward. So it looks like you're like slowly going out the window. But it's like an amusement thing. And it's like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Was there a and big then, line for it? Uh, no, because we went at like 930. Smart. So, and by the way, the fact that Wrigley is legitimately in a neighborhood, I think it's pretty cool. And yeah, Wrigley was all right. I, I liked it. I had a couple of pictures there. That's Chicago what... dogs. Unfreaking believable. Yeah. I told you, man, I, it, it changed my life when I was there. And I got one at like one of the stands that was like along the lake by the uh, by the fucking science museum or whatever. And um, it was I was like, damn, poppy seeds. I've never seen that before. The pickle the thing was freaking delicious. What did you put on your dog? See, I'm not you're going to make. See, this is where you make me look like an asshole. All right. Because I'm not. a. See, I don't I, ha, I got no use for ketchup I'm with, on hot dogs. On everything. Okay, I, I'll put it on burgers, but whatever. Keep going. I'm with you. I, like, I don't mind ketchup on chicken tenders, but I would prefer it to be like barbecue sauce or sweet and sour sauce. But I don't like, I don't like, I think mustard's disgusting. I even gave mustard another shot at the Sox game last year when I was absolutely pissed drunk. And I was like, fuck it. I'm in the mood. I'll try some mustard again. And it was disgusting. It ruined the hot dog for me. I like relish, but, you know, I got, I, but. Here's, here's a comment that I, I don't know if a lot of people know. Hot sauce, buffalo sauce, whatever. Tremendous on a hot dog. Really? Tremendous. I'll have to try that. A guest we're gonna we're trying to get on, especially now that I'm back, we'll get him. But he he's one of the guys I used to work with here in Boston. And he's a big – he loves to cook. And he always says everything goes with everything. So I, I fuck with that. I'm going to try that, the, bar, the hot sauce. But, dude, so I'm not going to lie to you. I got two hot dogs at the game. They, they were that good. And I, I kept it simple. I got the dog, and then I put the giant pickle. I laid it next to the meat, mm-hmm. closed up the bun, one stripe of mustard. Dude, it was unreal. That was mine. The poppy seeds get you, man. It's delicious. Perfect. The bread makes the sandwich. Then we went to Pittsburgh, which, by the way, like because we drove. Ohio just would not fucking end. That, that drove me nuts. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. Pittsburgh was my favorite city I've been to so far, other than New York City. But fuck New was... York City. You, you call Chicago a dump, then say, "Oh, I love New York City." New York City is like the the nightlife. It just doesn't end. I love it. But dude, Pittsburgh was so clean. It was beautiful. The stadiums are like right there. Like our hotel was right across the street from PNC, which phenomenal ballpark. You've been there, right? I've never been to Pittsburgh. Oh fuck! I thought you did. Anyway, so I saw Heinz Field, even though it's not called that anymore. We were on this like incline. No, you can call it that. Yeah, okay. We went on this like incline thing, and it looks like two like Dutch houses. It's weird, but you go all the way up and you can just like see the city of Pittsburgh. I thought it was cool. But the only thing I like kept asking myself was like, why is Philly such a dump? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's you're on the west old, side. It's because it's like Boston, New York, and Philly, they're all old ass cities. No leadership. That's they're old, why. They're old as fuck. They're from like the 1500s, 1600s. You should clean yourself up, all the cities. But Pittsburgh, man, I'm telling you, that I had a lot of fun there. And I'm already trying to go back. Like, obviously, I'll catch a hockey game there against the Flyers and whatnot. But I'm just curious, as bad as the Pirates are, how much was a ticket out there? I think we paid 11 bucks Per ticket or two? Per ticket. Oh, okay. So, and we got to move around a lot because really nobody goes. And... Caught a home run ball from Kyle Schwarber in batting practice. Not a big deal. Kept it. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I was talking to a Pittsburgh fan. And by the way, the Pittsburgh fans are pretty fucking chill. So I'm talking to this guy. And I'm like, why are you even a fan of, like, the, the players? Like, because he said it to me first. Because I like their shortstop they have. Because we had seen the Pirates uh, two days before in Chicago. Oh, the, the dude that can throw the ball, like, 105 to first? O'Neal Cruz? Yeah. Dude, I love this kid. He's a stud, right? So he's like, the guy I'm talking to is like, yeah, but he's going to be with the Yankees in five years. And I'm like, you know, it's a great point. Like, why are you a fan of the players? Like, they just, you know, they buy their time. They prove it. And then they sign the big contracts to the limited amount of teams. 
I'm telling you, man, baseball needs a salary cap. No. And the, and the funniest thing in the world is, Mikey, and I'll, I'm going to admit this, I don't care. If they had a salary cap, I guarantee the Pirates would be taking a shit all over the Phillies because they'd just be a better team. It's how it is. Like, all the teams in Pittsburgh are better than Philly teams. And, you know, the Phillies are constructed ridiculously stupid. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But um, I just thought it was funny. They'd have better decision makers. Yeah. I disagree with your whole salary cap thing because I feel I feel that, you know, all these owners, they're all billionaires in the first place. They can afford whoever the hell they want to afford. Not really. Not if you go by the revenue and what's brought in. Like, yeah, I dude, know that the, I know there's different markets and, and Pittsburgh isn't a big baseball market. But I, I just feel like, you know, an owner is going to have the money either way. Yeah, I don't know, man. Not like oh, fucking just. Twitter's on its own today, I'll tell you, Mike. <laughs> but anyway. Wait, is it Wednesday yet? No, oh. yeah. that's in two days. Buddy. Totally Monday. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, like the fact that, yeah. Uh, no, but honestly, there's no reason why they shouldn't be getting a ton of fans there in Pittsburgh. You know, they get a, some solid players to look forward to, but I don't know. Small town, right? Small well, town. Yeah, we'll get into it more in other episodes, especially with just baseball being around right now. And I I disagree. I think baseball needs a salary cap. But again, that's for another episode. But no, that was my trip, man. Figured I'd inform everybody and inform you. It was a Good pretty stuff. Good stuff. It was pretty fun, man. Like, I, I hate driving. I hate being in a car. But it was cool to see the country in a different aspect. Did you drive? Did you drive, like, not through New York, but, like, by New York? So... The way we went home, we avoided Philadelphia. Like we stayed north in Pittsburgh in, in, in Pennsylvania, gave the bird to uh Beaver Stadium, by the way, fuck Penn State. And so it the way it took us, it took us through like the very bottom of New York. So we kind of skimmed through there and then went through Connecticut a different way. Connecticut's always a traffic trap. Yep, that's that's where we hit the most traffic, Connecticut. Yep, always. But and like it doesn't matter if it's like five in the afternoon or two AM, you're hitting traffic there all the time. All the time. Well, Mikey, what do you say we talk some sports? Unfortunately, what? Nothing. All right. Unfortunately, we got to start off with some sad news. We're recording here Monday, August 1st. And yesterday, the 31st of July, legendary Celtic Bill Russell passes away at the age of 88. Uh, Just everybody, you you know the stats. If you don't, look them up yourself. But an incredible career on the court for Mr. Bill Russell. But even more. Best champion ever. Off the court to me, what he had to deal with growing up, where he grew up, you know, every single day was never easy because of, you know, he was a black guy navigating through life. And you know what? He got the Medal of Freedom from then President Obama a couple of years back. Just an all around great human and definitely one the world's going to miss. Greatest champion. Without a doubt. 11 championships in 13 seasons that's that that's absurd oh 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 there were only six teams playing though there were only six teams around oh okay says everyone whose city didn't have a team during that time i'll end it i'll end it with that so the fun the, not funny but the ironic thing is is i went to a restaurant for lunch on saturday and it's like a sports bar and one of the pictures was the one with his hands cupped with all the rings in it. And then yesterday I was just like, wow, like I was just looking at that picture yesterday, but crazy, man. My city didn't have a team, so we can't count them yet. I mean, dude, they were playing against like me. Yeah, exactly. You short guys. <laughs> but I figured we, you know, all the, you know, all our thoughts, prayers go out to his family and, you know, Bill Russell, like I said, more off the court than on the court. Great accomplishments, and he will definitely. So did Wilt the Stilt though? How many did he win? One, I believe it was just one. Yeah, it's like so. It's like. No, I get it, man. You got to have that winning DNA. I mean, and obviously Bill Russell had it. I'm not taking that away from him. Yeah. So now we'll shift gears over here. Now, now let's talk some baseball. And I don't know if it's because I went to the two games in a week, Mikey. Middle school Anthony is starting to find his love for baseball again. Like I loved baseball in middle school, dude. Like no, I was you loved the with... Red Sox in middle school. No, I liked the Red Sox in middle school, but like I was obsessed with the Braves because they had Andrew Jones. You know, Albert Pujols with the Cardinals. I had his jersey, dude. I fucking loved it, right? 
And then, you know, I kind of grew up and baseball was slowing down. I was just getting annoyed with it. And, uh, dude, I've been watching your Red Sox the last couple of days. They suck this season. But, like, I don't know. I'm getting into it. Well, first off, talk about your Red Sox. I'm just saying, yeah, they're uh, they're in last place, I believe. They're pissing in the wind lately. But I don't want them to sell. I don't want them to – okay? I don't want them to sell because, look, at the whole, the whole third wild card thing is the reason why I don't want them to sell. Yeah, I think they're like three and a half, four games back right now. But I, I think the lineup when healthy is too good not to be in that in – that, uh, at, at the very least, that third wild card spot. They're pitching – who everyone talked about was tremendous at the beginning of the season, which it was, has come back to earth. Nick Pavetta, he he has slowed down completely. He's not the same guy he was in May and June. So I want him to buy. I want to see Bloom grow a pair of balls and sell one of these prospects for something. Because, look, it's like the people they're saying to get rid of is, is like J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, people like that. And I'm like, your lineup's already – you know, can't hit for power at all. Why are you going to get rid of someone like fucking J.D. Martinez when, when you could absolutely use his bat in the lineup when he's healthy? But it's like, you're not out of it. It's still, there's still what? Uh, two months of the season left and you're right. three and a half out. You're the Red Sox. All you have, I mean, d- don't get me wrong. They haven't won a series and I don't think a month. But, you know, I just think eventually you're going to get hot. You're going to win six in a row, and you'll be back in it again. And when they do, I hope that they're not selling. So here's my thing, and I've talked about this here on the show before, is the best thing that could happen for the Red Sox this year was they were way out of it by now, and they could trade Bogarts and get a haul for him. They're kind of in the middle there, like you said. All they need is one hot week, and they're right in the playoffs again. Like Yeah. I wouldn't sell, sell, but if you can get something for J.D. Martinez, no, I would I would move on because here's a guy, is he in the last year of his deal? I think it's the last year of his deal, Mike, and he does have the back injuries. His numbers are down this season. Might as well get rid of him just because if you can get anything for him, might as well take it, right? Like, I would do that. I disagree. I wouldn't move on from Bogarts. I still – I'm holding out hope they can re-sign him because I love Bogarts. He's a winning player. He hits. He's not afraid of the city. He does everything. He's got a couple rings there. I wouldn't move on from him. Christian Vasquez, that's another guy. I One of the best catchers in the American League. Probably the best catcher. Who would be better than him in the AL? Eh, not many, I guess. He, he's, he's great at what he does. I'd be ha- I wouldn't want to move him if I didn't have to. Martinez, I would just with the back injury. And just with, with JD, though, it's just like I don't want to get rid of him just to get rid of him because he's got injuries. I still think there's a chance that this team can get hot and get right. And I don't want – I'm not going to go as far as to say win the World Series, but I want like – I don't know. Maybe you can see something like last year. Right, right. You know, you get in the tournament, make some noise. Everybody's record 0-0 once you make the playoffs. I get it. But I just think with his back injury – his numbers are down drastically this season. If you can get anything for him, especially if it's a piece for the bullpen, why not? I mean, I know they're yeah. asking for a pretty high return, which really isn't going to happen. But when you're negotiating, you shoot high. I like I understand where you're coming from, but I'm just like, if you if you had no farm system, I'd I'd be completely on board and maybe get like an arm or someone else. But the fact that you know they have guys in their system that they can trade, but they're choosing not to, like Jaron Durant, who made me fucking. Made me lose my shit on Saturday afternoon. I was, oh, I'm not even going to get into that. But um, someone like him or Jeter. Everyone talks about Jeter Downs this, Jeter Downs that. It's like, dude, I'm so I'm so sick of this whole prospecting. You always gave me shit about, oh, you, you need to have a farm so you can trade them. Well, here we go. We have a farm. We need to be better. Let's start trading some fucking prospects. I agree. You, because you cannot fall in love with your prospects. The problem is. And everybody in the city beats up on Heim Bloom. It's not him. It really it's it's, it's John the ownership. Henry. It's John Henry. Right. They don't want to spend the money and they're using Heim Bloom as their body armor. It's, yeah, he's their punching bag. Right. Because that's what he did down in Tampa. He built those teams by trading off pieces. I mean, he traded Archer to Pittsburgh and got who was the player? Was it like Lowe or something like that? Like he got a good bet or Austin Meadows or something like he can he did that. Well, you're trying to build up the farm system here thinking you're going to try to swing the same trades and ownership does not want him to like, you can tell 
he, he he's hamstrung at what he can do, how he spends the money. And a lot of people freak out at him, and it's not on him. But like you said, these prospects, though, they got to take big steps. And I wasn't impressed with that Jeter Downs when I saw him a couple of weeks ago. I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe next call-up he can prove something. Okay, so for those of you that that don't know, about a week ago against Toronto, guy hits a – I think it was Rymel Tapia – Hits a freaking ball a mile in the air. And Jaron Duran's just standing there looking for it. Like, I don't even know where the hell the ball is. What the hell? Ball lands about 80 feet behind him. That was hilarious. He wasn't even close to that thing. That ball wasn't even near him. And yeah, he didn't even, and he decided not to move, not to go after it. And oh, and after the game, Alex Cora said, oh, you know, you don't want to get in, uh, in Verdugo's way. If Duran hauled after that ball, he may have, I mean, I think Verdugo's momentum might have gotten him there first, but at least go after the fucking ball. And then and then Saturday, Saturday, guy gets picked off at first, di- didn't even dive back to the base. He just tried to, like, nonchalantly step back to the bag, got picked off, and then the very next at bat, strikes out on three pitches. Get this guy the F. No, 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 no. Thro- send him to freaking Lowell instead of Port. I've changed my mind. Worcester, nah. Portland, I'm even past that. Send this guy to the freaking Lowell Spinners. Who who drives you nuts more, him or um, the kid with the baby face that plays first base? I forget his name. Dalback. Yeah. Uh, see, see, I cut Duran a little bit of slack just because he hasn't. I mean, I really don't cut him any slack, but I sort of recognize the fact that he's like he's still a prospect. Dalback, it's like, dude, we've seen enough of you already. I mean, I've seen enough of Duran already too, but Dalback, it's like, dude. You've been here for a few years. You still can't hit a fastball. You suck. You can't play the field. Go away. So yeah, I'd say I'd say I I can't stand Dahlbeck more. So yeah, that kid. Anytime Dahlbeck does something, it just I just think he like lucked into it. It's just the weirdest thing to me. But the funniest fucking thing this season that I've seen with the Red Sox was that Arroyo a couple weeks ago. When he was playing right field. Lost the ball in the lights? No, he lost the ball, but it was his reaction where, like, he's physically got his arms out shaking that he can't see it. And I don't know. Like, I can this watch what, that but, replay but, and crack up. Stuff like that, though, is what you can blame Heimbloom for. Right. Having Chris, having Christian Arroyo in right field, he's got no business being out there. Right, because you have to pick up this, you know, the scrappy, but also it's not – it is, and it's not his fault because you can't go and do what you want to do. Personally, the guy you just saw hit a couple home runs over the weekend, Hunter Renfro. He could uh, have been back. Uh, they, Yeah, but to me. They traded Jackie Bradley. Right. I, there was a lot of shit behind the scenes why they got rid of Renfro. If you remember, he had some shit to say about the vaccine last year. Next thing you know, he's benched for a couple of games. I think there was more behind the scenes of what people think. Okay. Just saying. I'm not saying it's right or wrong how they do the business, but... 18 homers, 47 RBIs or something like that. Hey, you can play. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong move. I'm I'm just saying there's a lot I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the trade. I'm just saying, hey, we got Jackie. Woo, he's hitting 210. So we'll see. By the way, your your buddy, the center fielder. No, the outfielder with the fuck position. Andrew Benintendi to the Yankees. Real quick, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean... Good for him because, you know, I was pissed off when they got rid of because they essentially traded him for shit. Frankie Cordero. Want to know another funny thing? Another funny play? Frankie Cordero in that fucking – that he made two errors on one play. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> that guy That guy came here for Ben Attendee. Oh, my and, God. And I'm sick of these baseball nerds that go, and a player to be named later who we're not sure of. A player to name later is, let's just pull our pants down, fart out a name. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, boom! Like, dude, no, that was an absolute shit show with Franchi Cordero's. A ground ball to his right, he runs over. He's playing first base. He bobbles the ball and then chucks it into the fucking dugout. <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna comment. No, but it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what? Like that was all right. I hope everyone can just admit the Red Sox lost that trade, and not everyone around here is willing to do that. Not because the player to be named later, who knows? No, because people will. Ne- there's there's some. Go ahead. 
Red Sox got pants in that trade. They let Ben Attendee go to a shit market team. And then when Ben Attendee had a good first half of the season, what did they do? They sold high on him. And, and, and what's the best? What better place for him than 310 down the right field line at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I mean, especially with that short porch, he's going to be hitting a ton. But um, there's there's a lot of fans in this world. You know it. They don't ever want to say their team did anything wrong, and that's that's part of the problem. But um, real all right. Before we switch to a different baseball subject, you don't want the Red Sox to sell. You want them to keep Martinez. Do you want them to add any pieces or just stand pat? Uh, I said I wanted to get the pitcher. I want to see them at least okay. at, at least swing a prospect or two for something decent. Well, that kid, I think he's a kid. He's kind of middle 20s, I think. That Rodon in San Francisco just pitched last night. He, the lefty, he would do good in that Red Sox lineup, especially with Chris Sale being injured. Yeah, I don't, who knows if he, if Chris Sale will even pitch again. So Yeah, that contract not looking too good for Chris Sale. Hey, I mean. Seeing the market now, it actually doesn't look that bad in hindsight. I mean, he's, a, million... he's not playing. No, yeah, no, I know, but like, even even at the time, people attacked it because in 2018, at the end of the season, he kind of he kind of went the other way a he's little falling bit, falling apart, then he's and... falling apart. But then you know, it's like now, now it's like 30 million bucks. That's fucking less than market value for a, for a for a fucking left-handed pitcher who's fucking good. A lot of people. In this Boston area, get on the 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 drive home show on what you know ninety eight five Felgren Mass, okay? Because oh, they rip the teams. No, first of all, they tell the fucking truth and they're entertaining and they're damn good at what they do. They all put in so much work. People just again, they don't want to hear that their team did anything bad, so they cry, bitch, piss, and moan. Tony Maz, this was the first time I really got to listen to him do a Red Sox broadcast. He is so goddamn good at breaking things down, talking about the game, and whatever. And he said this years ago, was with Chris Sale, he's not thick enough, and he's too skinny. And it's true. Like you just said, he was falling apart at the end of 18. He had Tommy John in, what, nine, was it 2019 when he had to get at the end of the year? Obviously, he's he still the next he's, year. He's pitched like four games since. Right, and he's he can't stay healthy, can't stay out on the field, and I'll just Maz always it always stuck with me that he said that because I was in the, kind of in the, I'm not a Red Sox fan you know that but when they got Chris Sale I was like wow that that's like getting Pedro back in what 2000 when they got him like that's a huge move and and if you remember was it was it that season or 17 he was going for the 300 strikeouts and Maz was losing he's like why are you leaving him in like who cares just get him out you want the World Series obviously he gets both but. Yeah, Chris Sale, man, it sucks because I enjoy watching him pitch. When he and was on, he was dominant, man. He, he was phenomenal. and Dude, like, okay, again, I'm not a Sox fan, but I went to a game with you just because it was his bobblehead night. Like, So that that's where I'm coming from with this. Yeah, mine and, broke before he even got to the car. Probably because he you had your hand down in your pants. Uh, but, no, I just – I think the Sox, they could use a lefty pitcher. And if they can get Chris Sale back and you get in the tournament – like you said, Mikey, you never know. As long as they don't have to go to Toronto, I yeah. Like if they if they were ten games below five hundred, I'd say sell. But no, they're the three and a half out of the wild card. Let's go for it. Um, I know we talked about it off the air in a little bit. I definitely want to see the Braves next week, so we'll get into that later. Uh, but I'm gonna switch over baseball for a second to the Nick Castellanos situation. Do you know what that what what happened last week? I did not really. <laughs> read fully into it i just read a headline surprise okay Okay. uh so nick castellanos signed a big free agent deal i think it was five years 100 million with the phillies in the offseason i was a huge fan of him i loved the signing because i I, like i said i like castellanos i was all pumped it was the kyle schwarber contract i was pissed off about i didn't want schwarber i thought he was just a flash in the pan kind of guy he'll hit a little bit and that's it boy was i wrong schwarber has carried this team the phillies since the Harper injury and, you know, Castellanos has struggled. He's only got one home run since the month of June and it's not been good for him. And so a couple weeks ago, he's, you know, Philly fans, we boo everything. And a reporter asked Castellanos, do you hear the boos? And Castellanos was oh, like, I did see this. Yeah. Yeah. And he responded, that's a stupid question. And him and the reporter got pretty heated back and forth and whatever. First of all, let me get you, let me ask your opinion. Do you think that's a stupid question? No. 
Thank you. It's not a stupid question. If you know anything about journalism and being a sports journalist, it's all about the story. And the story is he's sucking. He's not hitting well at all. He's costing them a ton of money, and the fans are getting on him. It's all tied up in the story. Do you, do you understand what the story is, people? It's the story, and it's your job as the media to figure out and ask about the goddamn story. Of course, you get people online like, oh, you got to be a decent human. Meanwhile, the same person's like bitching about other people or, you know, the, it's not right to ask him about that. Let him be him. It's no, you're you're costing $100 million. You're playing like shit offensively. Off Defensively, it is what it is. You're in right field. You're supposed to be asked the tough questions and not just layups because um, that's a player on my team and I don't want to hurt his feelings. And and then his mom jumps on Twitter and defends him or says, like, that's the Nick we know and love. Good. First of all, it's not a dumb question. It's the right question to ask. And if you think it's dumb, you should probably reevaluate why you're in media. Two, if and if Castellanos got mad, which he did, first off, he didn't lose his mind. He just said, that's a stupid question. I thought Castellanos remained pretty calm. I thought the reporter is the one that kind of flared it up. But I kind of like Nick Castellanos getting a little, a little bit touchy with the media there. Like, good. He's not happy with his performance either. He wants to do great. And I think since the incident a couple weeks ago, he's hitting like 382. You know, no home runs yet, but he's been driving and runs, getting extra base hits. That's fine. And again, I love Castellanos. He's one. I was pumped when they signed him. I can't wait. You know, I'm waiting for a specific color shirt to come out. I want the powder blue one. I love Castellanos. I was throwing a little bit on Twitter with the whole be a decent human thing and, you know, booing Castellanos and all this shit. Like the fact that you can look, you buy the ticket, you get a ticket, you go to a sporting event. As long as it's nothing racial or orientation wise, you want to boo somebody. You have every right to boo whoever the hell you want. There's none of this whole like, you know, don't boo him. Be nice and all this shit. Get the hell out of here. Stop watching sports. Anthony. Both the teams are trying really hard. <laughs> Sportsmanship, try it. No, but it's like, it's just so fucking dumb. And guess what? Yeah, you boo the guy. Philly booed Bryce Harper his first season there. And the guy went on a fucking tear afterwards, okay? Some people can handle the boos. Some can't. Personally, I think Castellanos, he's probably dealing with some kind of injury. and But that's what it is, man. You get the big ticket, everybody's going to, they want to see you perform. He's not going to suck. Okay. He's like paid I, how much? What? He's getting paid how much? I'm pretty sure it was like a $100 million deal for five years. But nonetheless, he's going to be fine. Okay. My whole issue with this was people getting on him, uh, on the media guy. You know, that's a dumb question. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. It's part of the story, and it's your job as the media to ask about the story. It's just like a month or two ago when Don Sweeney was up doing a press conference and didn't have a contract extension at the time. Meanwhile, he's firing Bruce Cassidy. Not one single Bruins person there asked about his contract situation. That is stupid on the media. That's a massive story. A GM just fired a coach, and the GM and his contract expires the next week, and nobody asked him about it. That is what's stupid. That's credit, why to I think the one, credit to the one producer from 98.5 that actually did step up and ask the goddamn question. But to say that the Phillies media guy was stupid or the question was stupid, no, it's not. Take the take the Philadelphia Phillies glasses off that you see everything nice and clear. You're stupid because it was the right question to ask, and it's part of the big story of what's going on with Castellanos. That being said, I hope the guy rips the cover off the ball because I'm a massive fan of him. He's hitting. I got his stats here: two forty-eight, eight homers. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's the home runs that isn't there. And you know, like I said, he had a great weekend in Pittsburgh. Hopefully. Kicking the shit out of a horrible team. Gets Jesus, so did you. Cup. What? I said, Jesus, so did you. For what? You said he had a great weekend in Pittsburgh. I said, so did you. Did you hit three home runs? <laughs> uh, but no, dude. Like, I just, it, it baffles me, the people that won't say anything mean about their team. Like, dude, you're not telling the guy to, like, have something bad happen to him. You're just booing him. A stupid noise that I think athletes of all ages know. Is the dumbest thing to do, but that's what we do as sports fans. But the fact that it's being called a stupid question, that's pretty stupid. Know what's going on and know if you're going to be a journalist, you need to know how to be an actual journalist.
And that's yeah. my uh, situation yeah. on that. Instead of like you said, always wanting to be friends with the players. Yes, enough, and you see it everywhere. Oh well, well I, I, you know, first of all, when a media person, whether it's on the air or a writer, starts calling a player by their nickname, that's that that's pretty stupid. Like, like hacks, come on, what are we hacks what are we with doing? Uh, hacks with what? Oh my God, the perfection line. I was just gonna say he's. He's one of those butt buddies with with everybody. Well, he always is. Oh, Marshy, uh, how'd you feel about? It's like the guy's a grown man. He hey, plays hockey for a living. Okay, hey, Bushy. Yeah, when he goes home, he plays with his kids. Whatever, he lives a normal life. Like that's like Mikey. That's like me being like, "Yo, Macath, like, what's going on, dude? Like, nothing. I'm going to Shaw's to get some food. Like, well, stop fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think Bergeron enjoys someone be like, "Yo, Bergy, what's up, fella? Like, leave the guy alone. Let him get his chips and move on. Like as soon as you as soon as you start hearing the nickname thing, you can laugh and no, not take the person serious. And also, too, when when a broadcaster says "we," I don't care if you used to play for the team in the league. You're not on the team anymore. You work for the network. Oh, I lose my mind when you hear that. Oh, we need to get four runs this inning. First of all, no, you don't. Second of all, get the hot dog out of the shot because you're just embarrassing everybody. You're not on the team. You work for the network. Enough. You done? Yeah. Just, you know, let's learn what actual journalism is in the sports world. Okay. Anyway, uh, Mikey, we can move on now. Uh, Sports betting. Just as of this morning, again, August 1st, Monday, that's when we're recording. Sports betting, pretty much legal in the state of Massachusetts. You, sir, must be hyped. Well, you know, look. I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy better, but you know, I think it's, I think it's well past its fucking time to be legalized. I mean, the amount of money that this state has lost out on just because everyone drives an hour to New Hampshire or an hour to Rhode Island, just to place their vets. I mean, geez, God forbid we can get some more money to fix these fucking awful roads in this state. Holy shit. But no, but look, it's, I, th- I think it's good for the state that it's now legal. I, on the other hand, I might throw some minor bets around every now and then. Like I said, I was pretty pissed off that, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like driving to Rhode Island or driving to New Hampshire a few weeks ago when, when I knew damn well that the lightning were down 0-2, they were going back to Tampa. There's no way they were losing three in a row. I was like, I would have bet at least two grand on that game because I knew it was a sure thing. And sure enough, the lightning won that game going away. So that pissed me off. But no, I think I think it's good for the state. So it's, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, like you said, it's going to bring in some revenue, and it was only a matter of time. Every all these states are doing it because everybody you can just do it from your phone. Gamble on a game. You can gamble. You can gamble in the second quarter of a football game. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I think when they come back, this guy's going to get a touchdown or whatever. I think it's cool. Uh, I, I'm not the biggest gambler. I hate losing money, and I'm cheap. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Why not, man? Like, let's go. It's the 21st century. Every like every now and then, like I said, I do fantasy football. That's one thing. Sports betting, I don't know. I'm I might I might throw fifty bucks on a game that I think is is a sure thing here and there. Yeah, why not? And by the way, yeah. even though I said I hate gambling, I do got to brag. So the other night, Saturday, right? I go and I get my big league chew bubble gum because that's you know only the real ball players they chew that, and <laughs> they only have the original, not the grape. The grape's my favorite, but. So, you know, the cashier gives me back a $5 bill, paid with a 10, no big deal. And they go, hey, uh, just let me get any $5 scratch ticket, 150 bucks, not a big deal. So hell of a Saturday night for you, boy. But, yeah, I mean, good. I'm glad it's there. Gives more people the things to do. And for Christ's sakes, you have, if you're worried about people fixing games, you have two teams in Vegas, and that seems to be going well. So about time Massachusetts is welcome to the 21st century. Yeah, good thing. Well, Mikey, uh, let's shift gears to a sport that a lot of people are going to be betting on in Massachusetts. That's the NFL. Training camps are open in full effect. As we talk about them, I just saw on Twitter, Malcolm Butler was just burned on a 50-yard touchdown from Parker, from Mac Jones. Take that for a grain of salt. It is training camp. Who cares? Yeah, but I was just going to say. Yeah. Doesn't look good for your boy Malcolm Butler, but. I think the biggest story, again, with that word, what's the story for all these sports journalists out there? I know we all sit behind a microphone. We know everything. The story is Mac Jones with the Patriots in his step 
up in year number two. And Belichick's giving him a lot of praise. No, yeah. Look, I think Belichick's more involved in the offense this year, which I think is a good thing. And like I said, I think the Devontae Parker addition is going to be a lot bigger than people realize. I mean, like you said, it's only camp, but he's smoking people out there. He's catching balls in tight windows. He's doing stuff you want to see. I'm optimistic about it. Like I said, I'm not I'm not optimistic about their coaching situation in certain areas, but I'll tear that apart when it happens. Yeah, let's see, because in typical Patriots fashion, they haven't really given out titles to these coaches. You see one day Bill Belichick's calling plays, the next day it's Joe Judge, and then it's um, the fat guy with the beard. Oh, my God. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. It's just, hey, it, just don't mess with the development of Mac Jones because that's – I hope that's Belichick the, calls the plays. That'd be something. That, But, again, just to have one guy consistent to call the plays for him, you don't want to mess this up with Mac Jones. You, you picked him in the first round. He's supposed to be your next franchise guy. My thing with Mac Jones is I know they got Parker out of Miami. He's not what he used to be. He's a good asset. That's fine. You know, I want to see, and, and here's my thing. I think the Patriots, Belichick, wants to see if Mac Jones can improve with the deep ball. And I think if he can, and if he does, I think next offseason you see the Patriots invest a little bit more in the weapons. Maybe get a, an actual deep threat, something they haven't done since Randy Moss, or, you know, give him more explosive weapons. I think Belichick Why wants to you- see what he has in Mac Jones before he fully commits to building the offense around him. Why do you think they brought in Aguilar? Try to give him some kind of a – well, first off, I think Belichick got the green light to spend money. and He took I the figured, first guy he saw? Honestly, yeah, he kind of panicked the first day and just threw everything he had at Aguilar. And if we're going to go by the notes, and that's what I'm doing, going by training camp notes, he's not had a good camp this year at Nelson Aguilar. Okay? I, remember the, I, I remember they signed him the year they got Cam Newton, correct? Yes. Like the first day, I don't even think free agency had kicked off yet. And they no, they got him the before they even signed Cam Newton. Uh, I remember Cam Newton got signed like July fourth weekend. Okay, so then yeah, so then obviously because they must have signed Aguilar in March, right when it opened. But because I remember I was dri- I was driving home from Maine from your place when yep. all these fucking Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith signings were going down. I was on my way back from Maine. That's right, because then we did the special edition show of free agency. Because the Patriots did something they hadn't done in years, or for as long as I can remember. But yeah. I don't know. The Aguilar thing, maybe he's a guy. He has speed. I'm not going to take that away. He does have speed. He has a championship, a little bit of a pedigree. He can kind of help Mac Jones settle in. His, his issue is just he drops a lot of passes. But I don't know. It's not looking good for Aguilar so far this season. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, like, I- out of the surprised cuts, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the one that gets cut. I'm just waiting for the Malcolm Butler one. I've always said, man, I've always said, if Jacoby Myers is your number three, you might be in decent shape. And some people have Jacoby, I don't know, some people I hear saying that, you can't have him as number three, he's a number four. I disagree. Is is Jacoby Myers having that kind of season with Cam Newton? If No. If, if, if he's a true number four? I don't think so. I don't think that... I think Jacoby Myers is a hell of a third option. If he's your third option or fourth fourth option, because if you have the tight ends, but if he's if he's your third or fourth option, I think you're all right. I agree. I agree. It, it's almost like um, when they had Philip Dorsett a couple of years ago. He's a num- perfect number three compliment guy, and I think that's exactly what they have in Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Um, but what so far? What do you like that you've seen out of the Patriots camp? Uh, like I said. Uh, the whole Devontae Parker thing, and like I know that, I know that their secondary might be a little suspect to Patriots. But look, everyone's saying Devontae Parker, like you said, he isn't what he used to be. So far, so good. You know, it's funny you mentioned that he's already kind of clicking with Mac Jones. I don't know. Maybe Jones is doing a lot more adapting on his end. But doesn't it sort of feel like a lot of these receivers, no matter who he's playing with, they kind of pick up some chemistry pretty quickly? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, and I know Brady's a different animal because he is Tom Brady, but except for Nikhil you know, Harry, Brady would that's it after day one, write you off if you couldn't do what he needed and whatever. But maybe that's to a fault. But it, it seems like to me, a lot of these receivers can develop a rapport with Mac Jones pretty quickly. Like you just said, Parker, 
he's been here a couple months and he's already got a good thing going with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We just got to get Johnny Smith. We just got to get Johnny Smith on, on the program. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hopefully he does have a good season. It'd be a hell of a compliment with the other tight ends. He had some ugly games last year, man, where like, and like, I think like three of Mac Jones picks were because of him. Well, let's see. Maybe he just has to get that first year under his belt with this offense. Wait, hold on. Did you hear the latest on um on Kyler Murray and his situation? With the contract. Yeah, and how like it's written in his contract that he has to watch X amount of hours of film. So all right. That so is a the, fucking dude, go play baseball. So the Cardinals signed their quarterback, Kyler Murray, to a big D was it a five year extension, all this yep. money. In the contract, it was written he has to watch four hours of independent film study a week. A week! A week! A That's week. a fucking joke! That's a fucking joke! Be- you, should be, you should be watching four hours of film a fucking day. <laughs> well, it's because I love when you just like did that. Like you no, wanted to like- yell, but you whispered. But no, the thing is, is a lot of people, I guess, aren't impressed with his work ethic. However, he has come out and said, "There's no need to question my work ethic." Blah blah blah. The team took it out of the contract. I mean, they took it out. They had no choice because everyone was asking all these fucking questions. Like, dude, they put it in writing and they figured out, oh, that's not good PR, blah, blah, for either side, blah, blah, blah. So they took it out and now here we are. That's like, dude, dude you know what story used to crack me up and it still does to this day? The whole thing of like the Oakland Raiders at the time giving Jamarcus Russell blank tapes <laughs> and he comes back and says, oh, yeah, I watched him, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, dude, they're not even fucking, there's nothing on him. Yeah, that like that, that shit cracks me. That's up, hilarious, man. Um, you talk about someone whose mind isn't in the right place. No, I mean you got all the money. And they and have they're... all that talent too. You have DeAndre. I know DeAndre. I know DeAndre Hopkins is is suspended for the first half of the season, but it's like, I and I think Hollywood Brown is now is now an Arizona Cardinal. But right. it's like that team, man. They have so much potential. The Seahawks are down in the dumpster. I don't want to say down in the dumps, but they're not going to be nearly as good as they are. San Francisco, I feel like, is they're usually pretty good, but who kind of knows this season, especially especially if Trey Lance is a starter. And and the and the Rams are going to be good, but I don't know. I think I think the Cardinals have a legit chance to be to be the second best team in that division if if his head is screwed on straight. Let's see. I, I like Murray. I, hope, I do too. It sounds like this whole thing's going to come to a crash ending between him and the team because four hours a week, dude, that's nothing. That's let's fucking see. nothing. Let's see what happens. I, I, he's going to, I think he has two more years there and then he'll force his way out. But real quick, the Patriots signed punter Jake Bailey to a four year extension. Not going to waste my time with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Belichick's going to Belichick. His guys, man, his guys. So the big news of the day in the NFL, Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. His suspension has came down from the judge. Six games suspension. He had over, I think he had, what, 24 allegations against him. I believe it was sexual assault. Uh, real quick, Mikey, your thoughts on the suspension? I, I mean, look, I there's a lot of details I'm not sure of in this whole case. Like, I, I haven't paid too too close attention i just know the allegations against him and i know that there's been a, a few settlements right yeah there's been quite a bit of settlements in the whole thing yeah so i mean like that kind of, i think i think a little bit of it was blown out of proportion but i think there's also some truth to it he missed all of last year correct yes whose fault is that uh, i'm going to guess his yeah deshaun watson that's his fault so look do i like he missed last year I didn't take that into consideration. I like I'm just thinking of it. I'm thinking of it as it's just six games. No, he was out all last year due to his own fuck ups. Now he, I would have had it more toward eight. But where you get me is all these inconsistent things in the fucking league. Like I just said, DeAndre Hopkins is out for I think eight because of PEDs, but this guy's out for six because of fucking allegations of sexual assault. That's fucking like nothing makes sense in these in these like suspensions and fines or anything. Nothing makes sense about any of it. I agree, but it's also important to remember the league isn't the one that issued the suspension. It was the judge that did. Yeah, it was their arbitrator or whatever so, the fuck it's called. I Let's see if the league does anything to try to step in and give more. I Personally, me, it should have been at least a year. I mean, you got the kid from 
who's the wide receiver from Atlanta who suspended a year for gambling? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's nowhere near as bad as what the allegations are against Deshaun Watson. So I think it should have been at least a year. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he missed all last year due to his own shit. But I like, I don't know. I, I feel like that was kind of enough. What just missing last season? Well, missing last year, and I would have said eight games this year. We'll see. Like I said, I still think it should have been a, a full a, season this a season. A year, a year and a half would have made sense. Might as well just go the full two years at that point. At that point, yeah, I guess. But you know, you're the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's true. So need all the help you can get. We'll see what happens on the front with that for the rest. But uh, Mikey, why don't we end today's show, Graham, on a lighter note? We saw the picture on Twitter yesterday. Oh, you and I back on the diamond together. <laughs> there was nobody with a bigger smile yesterday than you. It says who? The sun was in my eyes. I wasn't smiling. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you didn't enjoy watching me drive up with the North Dakota plates. I didn't even notice that until I went to my car and then you opened my door. Okay, first of all, I did not open your fucking okay, door. Okay, I'm sure you didn't. No, I really didn't because I'm like, wait. Because I, I was going to talk to that what the second pitcher on our team. I went to go talk to him. Oh, Kurt. When I, when I was walking, because he has a truck, I'm like, wait, why is Mikey's door open? However, was there something on your seat when you went to leave? I didn't even check, to be honest. Oh, I left a, uh, a water bottle on your seat because you had your window open. Oh, Nice. Great maturity. Yeah, yeah, I guess you had a nice comfy ride home. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It felt good being back on the diamond with you guys and just fucking around again. Early, early on, too. Uh, a little bit of a play you and I had. All right, dude. Early on. Fucking kid right. tested my arm. So we have a guy on first. Guy hits one into the gap. Mikey's right there. This kid underestimates Mikey. With good measure, because how many times over the years have you, and I play third base, have you just absolutely airmailed it over my head? Dude, I I tend to put too much on it as opposed to not enough. Personally, until I laugh my ass off when you do. But anyway, so I'm at third. I'm ready. Mikey comes up with his dart. Bang, bang, slap on the tag. Kids out by at least three feet, man. Like, that shit was awesome. Surprised Charlie didn't call him safe. <laughs> Hey, I thought he was pretty consistent behind the plate. Everybody was getting on him, but I thought he did damn well. Yeah, he was fine. Obviously, a lot of the people on the team were still the same. Some new guys as well. Uh, I took a digger. I'll explain myself there. So, there was a ball hit to left field. You know, there's four outfields in softball. I'm playing left center. You know, at this particular field, not very even out in the grass at all. All Stop right there. Stop right there. Because, hold on. So I like I said I play third. Now I see we have a guy on second. I see this ball go up in the air. I see you and Tony going to close the gap to make the catch. So I quickly look, and now I run over to cover third because that's what you got to do. And now go ahead. And then I'm looking at the ball. I go into like a a fucking like it was it was like a small little decline. It was kind of like a a mini half pipe. I'm like I'm looking at the ball. I go into this little ditch and roll like three feet. I, I I rolled my ankle and it like look, I wasn't laying there for a second because I fucked up my ankle completely. I was laying there for a second because I was like, holy shit, I did not expect that, and I I gotta catch my breath right now. <laughs> you pulling the Aaron Rodgers when I fuck something up, pretend I'm hurt. <laughs> hey, we got the out, didn't we? Dude, so, all right, so in that split second from watching the ball go up in the air to me running over to third base to cover, I just see you on the ground, your ass and your legs like a scorpion, just up in the air backwards. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And then meanwhile, Tony makes the catch and throws it in, and I just see you on the ground in the outfield. I wish I saw the whole thing like in I one did motion. Hurt, I did hurt my ankle. I did. Oh, dude, but, it was so goddamn funny. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I was just kind of in shock about like because it happened so fast and I didn't see it coming. That I was just like, holy shit! I gotta like sit here for a second. Dude, it cracks me up like how fucking fast you still are. Hey, I'm not. I I still can't get over it. Like some dude roped a line drive into the gap. I come a buck ten. I catch the ball. Fucking felt felt great, and I fucking chucked it in on a spin. And then, like, two batters later, 
somebody hits a line drive, I didn't have to run as much for it right at me. I, me, I overran the ball and I fucking dropped it. Dude, I was so fucking pissed when I dropped that ball on the mound. I was so pissed. And that <laughs> I started, I turned my head around and started laughing. Dude, I like I haven't gotten mad in softball since probably when that guy tossed me out of the whole park. That was like your first game, too. Oh, dude, I was fucking pissed because I called people off, fucking just kept coming, and I was like, he's gonna take my fucking legs out. I took my eye off the ball for two seconds, not even. And I was just like, motherfucker, I was pissed. Yeah. Because I, I felt it hit my glove, so I should have had it. But whatever, we got the win. I'm, I'm actually pumped to move forward. Like, Isn't this the upcoming weekend supposed to be intense? It's supposed to be quite the weekend on Sunday. We're playing a full game, and then we're playing the last inning of a previous game. What? Which one goes first? So we're, we're playing the nine-inning game first. Well, that makes a lot of sense. No, but hey, I'm actually happy because we we tend to like first inning we tend to be we're a little bit slow. So so if that's how we're starting, we're probably gonna lose that game as opposed to because gotta wake up the team we're playing, dude. We've had we've had ten run leads on them multiple games, and it's always this team we can't hold it. Like we were up ten against them this previous game, and we blew it. We gave up like thirteen in one inning thanks to you know. <clears throat> Four, if you know what that means. Four. Yep. Uh, well, here's the thing. You're like, because I can't play in that one that you guys have to finish, right? I'm sorry. I meant six. Six. Nice. nice. Six is the position. Um, I can't play in the finishing of the fir- of that game, right? You might be able to because if if, if they don't have the book, then we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Um, the hell was I going to say? Dude, I'm, like, I'm pretty pumped to get back to playing. The team's fun as shit. Some new guys on the team that I think are hilarious. That did, yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, because we did talk about Castellanos on the podcast, my guy, he used to play for the Reds, just That's, so you know. Oh, they have such a great logo. Not, we the, need, not the C, the, like the Mr. Red guy. Classic. We need to with the mu- to, with the mustache. We need to print out the Mister Red and like get it on like a piece of like a cardboard thing and like just carry it to every game. You know, college football they have it for like all the different plays. Like that's gonna be our thing. Every, like our superstition, just bang right next to the bench. Every game is Mister Red, but it's gonna be Mister Green now. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna find a way if I can like Photoshop that and just turn the whole logo green. If you do it, we'll print it out. Yeah. I'm serious. I'll put it on a on a, you know, like the project board shit. You know what I'm talking about? We'll just it'll be like our superstition thing that nobody knows about. Mr. Green. <laughs> hey, he had a good a good day at the plate though. Pretty decent day at the plate. Damn right. But I said on Twitter we talk about Shark Week, but it's sharks and yeah. Yeah, I got one more thing to say. What? I was just gonna say that these last two weeks. I've completely nerded out. In what? In fantasy football. Because, oh, like... God. Oh, fuck. Up, I forgot you wanted to bring to be, that up. It's getting to be that time of year where it's almost draft season. A little, little too early for draft season. I like to, I like to start actually drafting after, like, you know, the second preseason game is probably ideal, in my opinion. But, you know, now that there's three, you probably do it after one, but I disagree with that. I still, I still like after two preseason games. But, yeah, I've done about 25 mock drafts in the last two weeks eventually going to buy the magazine because, you know, I'm not crazy about sports betting. However, I put money down in fantasy leagues because it makes it, it makes it all the more interesting. But, you know, I'll give, you, I'll, give, I'll give everyone a little snippet of a little little fantasy minute. I'm, I'll give you a, a pre-draft analysis on, on, you know, all the offensive positions of, you know, a, a sleeper and a bust. I'll start with QB. A sleeper this year, someone I think is going to, you know, exceed expectations is Derek Carr. For court, I'll do quarterbacks first. You know, he's going, he's like, I think he's like the 14th ranked quarterback. I think there's tremendous value in that, especially considering the fact that, you know, obviously Devontae Adams is there. But in my opinion, the most underrated wide receiver in the league, Hunter Renfro, is now the number two guy there. I think that's going to play, pay a lot of dividends for the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland. 
And I think Derek Carr is primed to have a, a, a pretty good season, even considering that that division is kind of stacked. I still think Derek Carr and that offense is going to put up numbers. A bust, someone I think is not going to come close to expectations, is in, you know, my Patriots, a division rival, that is uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's. I don't think he's going to come close to his expectations. Obviously, you have the addition to Tyreek Hill. That's going to help them. You also have Jalen Waddle, who's a tremendous young receiver. I don't know, man. I don't see it. There's something about left-handed quarterbacks that I just hate. I never liked Tua. Never liked the way he threw the ball. I always like he looked awkward in the in the pocket. So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say Tua is uh, going to be a bust. All right then. According to Tyree Kill, he's the most accurate QB in the NFL. Oh, good for him. We'll see. Well, well, obviously, my bad. I completely forgot that you no, want to touch upon that. But no, we'll, I'll do running backs next week or whatever. I was going to say, we'll have you talk more fantasy as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. Well, Mikey, don't you get to go pick up some tacos? Yeah, I'm about an hour late on those. <laughs> well, good to talk to you again, buddy. Thank you. All right, we'll catch up with you. Yeah.